Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Two Cents Podcast. Oh, this is going to be a great, great podcast between Reb Yossi and myself. Um, we call this one He Said, She Said. It's going to be, I guess you can call it Shalom Bayat. It's more of an understanding each other. It's more about giving to each other. It's more about having just a happy, lovely home together. And I'm so excited to have you guys hear this one. And really, I got to give a big Akarta Tova, big thanks to the ZCK Foundation for giving us sponsorship over here to be able to really send this one out to the world. And of course, to Yad Laachem, to our wonderful friends at the wonderful, incredible, earth-shattering organization that is Yad Laachem. Baruch Hashem, we have the Zuchut to be able to share them at saveaworld.org with you. And Bezat Hashem, we'll talk about it a little bit later in the episode. But right now, let's get to it. He said, she said, coming at you, powered by the Meaningful Minute. And here it is right now. Please enjoy. Hi, everybody. This is Ari Ben-Shushan. And this is Yassi Ben-Shushan. And this is the Two Cents Podcast. Brought to you and powered by Meaningful Minute. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. All right. Yes, we got uh, we got an interesting one this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I love all of our episodes. I'm so not looking forward yeah, to I'm this I'm petrified. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I came into this one saying, you know, I'm, I'm so going to let Yossi do all the heavy lifting on this one. I'm so. Remember, Ari, you remember our friend Ruvain Epstein? Sure. Rabbi, Rabbi. Do I remember Epstein. him. He's in. Um, he's yeah, Baruch Hashem, he's in. Right. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. So we did a thing with him. And I, so I remember making a joke to him one time. I was, at, I was doing like a Shabbaton with him or something. And I made a joke. I told him, I was like, Ruvain. You you messed up, my man. See, Ari works with uh, you know, in Kirov, right? Because he's from, right? It can never I work with drug addicts because I'm not an addict or I work in addiction, whatever. This is back then. And I'm not an addict. It's 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 easy for me to I'm like, you can't work in something you're in because you'll get up there and say something about Shalom Bias and your wife has every opportunity to turn around to you and be like, Really? <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> Remind me to quote you on this. Like it's you're shooting yourself in the foot. And here I am walking into what is essentially we could call it whatever yeah. we want, but what is essentially a Shalom Bayes so episode. We're, we're but I would like it. to think that what we're doing here is is you're gonna learn from our mistakes. There we go. So so we're calling it he said she said um is what we're gonna call it. Because at the end the, I mean, the whole the whole concept, the whole idea over here is he said, she said. I mean, that 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 that's really is what it comes down to. Now, it doesn't matter he said, or like you're you're disputing or something that it's a he said, she said. It doesn't have to be that. It could be he said to himself, right? The concept of expectations we're going to go into the the idea of acceptance, the idea of the beginning of a marriage versus the end of the marriage. I was on the phone with a girl. Um, she called me I don't know, a week ago, too. It doesn't matter. She called me. <laughs> and she was asking me all these things about uh, uh, being single. It was, a, it was a whole thing. And she said, you know, it's, it's simple. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, set up that I'm going to get a guy, who, and I'm going to wait to get the guy who is going to be learning for X amount of years, um, is going to be uh, doing this for X amount of time. And she started listening to this whole thing. And I said to her, I was like, that's nice. That's nice, I guess. That's nice. That's not reality. 
When you marry a person, what you're deciding over there is that right now, how many, how many times have you started a workout regimen? How many times have you started a diet? Right? Now imagine this guy marries you saying, We're gonna be vegans for forever. I'm gonna find someone. We're, I'm gonna find someone who's only gonna eat meat for forever. Like, no, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna I would like that. I just don't know if that's what's gonna You can't just walk in and start saying things like that and then have that as the well, we said beforehand. When we marry somebody, we are marrying a partner to do life with. That means to mess up life with. That means to make mistakes with. That means to rebuild things with. That means all these ideas and all these concepts. It means to redo it with. A lot of people like to say, you know, if trust was broken, for instance, in, in, uh, in a marriage. If trust was broken in, uh, in a marriage, then... You know, can, can, how, how can you ever rebuild trust? How can you ever get to where you are? The answer is you don't get back to where you are. And this is the concept that needs to keep on flowing, is that when something happens or if, you know, uh, uh, someone falls or if something happens, the next step is that now you get stronger because of that. You don't want to go back to where you are. Uh, so, yes. Because where you were, especially if trust, if something like trust was broken, where you were. That was back then. Was untrustworthy. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to tell this. Yeah. I, this is my go-to. If all they are is in love with each other like they were by the Sheva Brachas, then oi va voi, we're not dealing with a good marriage. Right. A marriage is meant to build, to, to metamorphosize into something, into something that is yours, into something that belongs to the two of you. With all the right. fights. Can, yeah, can I... Please. Am I wrong for trying to say that it should build into something real? Ah, oh, very good. Like, I'm not saying that what they're feeling there isn't real. It's going to get so, like, it's going to get so much more, and it's going to be so commonplace. It's going to be so, it's real. It's just going to be real. Yep. I mean, you, you know, know? Af- after a bunch of years of marriage, yes, I, I think everybody's done this. I mean, or maybe I'm just crazy, but I'm sure you've done the suit because I know that you're crazy. I mean, that I know. But, like, you start to think, like, what if, like, mm-hmm. what if, chas v'shalom type of thing, you know, who knows? Yeah. And the things yeah. that you're what ifing are, the nuances, the idiosyncrasies, if I said that word right, of the different mm-hmm. aspects of what she knows so deeply about you and what you know so deeply about her and how your marriage is like a well-oiled baseball glove that finally it flaps. You know, it's been beaten in. It, it's something that works between the two of you and that's something that you've built. Yes, yeah, see, also, I want to like dispel this whole thing where people are expecting like complications to come inside a marriage that they're expecting. Okay. Now it's getting complicated. Yeah. You know, there's going to be disagreements. There's going to be different things, but as long as everybody's giving and everybody's willing to accept each other, it's not complications. It's getting to the reality of the other person. It's unearthing another thing that they see the world differently and that I'm excited to accept. I'm excited to accept this nuance about you that I can't understand, that I don't get because we are the same person, but we're not. We are the same person in that I get it that my left arm is good at one thing and my right arm is at another and my right arm and left arm accept each other, right? The book uh, that, the amazing, amazing book written by Aaron Feldman, The River, the Kettle and the Bird, where, I mean, it literally talks about that the highest level of relationship he brings here from the Gemara is the birds. And the birds 
is where you have the wings and you have the feet and that sometimes the bird is flying and sometimes the feet are working, walking and that marriage is one in which the wings don't ever complain to say to the feet, how come you're not walking or the feet never complain to the wings, how come you're wow. not flying? Rather, they accept each other's powers and each other's weaknesses and say, I guess this is when I have to take over. I guess, you know, we have an ocean in front of us so the bird says, I guess I'm flying right now or we have ground underneath us and so the feet say, I guess I'm walking right now and they're happy that the other one is taking that moment of bliss. And so it's not just an acceptance, it's a happiness. It's a joy that the one who Hashem gave me in life, this is whom they are. And saying things like, well, why, why can't she get it? Or why can't he understand it? And the answer is, you're right, have the conversation. But Yossi, we both know how the conversations look. It's a conversation of either yelling, like, why can't you understand? Or it's a conversation where, you know, I come home, it's been a long day. If my wife would ever say to me, you know, I come home from a long day. Now, not, I don't have long days. I mean, let's face it. I have the best gig in the world. So I, I can't even, <laughs> you know, I, I teach until 12 o'clock on a long day, you know, but, but I mean, I, I, I do have hard days. I have to meet people for coffee. Yes. It's a thing. I, okay. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> no, there are pressure-filled days. There are. My lower back right now is killing me because of pressure-filled days. I have pressures. I have pressures. Oh, my lower back, Yassi. My lower back. Here we go. I'm going to do this. Yassi, I've set this whole thing up today. Yeah. It, His meniscus discus. I have a slip desk, and I'm just going to say it in my lower back. And thank you, Dr. Sarno. Rabbi Berkowitz holds of Dr. Sarno. That's a thing. That's a thing. So Baruch Hashem, there's nothing wrong with me. I can do anything about this do. But I'm saying, but we all have pressures in life, and that's what adds to these pressures. If I would come home and my wife would like yell and scream at me, like, the kids are this and that, Baruch Hashem, that never happens, by the way. My wife, very, very focused in on knowing the idiocies that is Ari Ben Shujan. So she just knows. She's like, Ari, can I talk to you in the bedroom for a sec? Can we just go away from the kids? We go and she's like, look, I had a long day. The kids are this and that's that. Um, can we? And then just can we? And then I finish the sentence. Yeah, so I'm going to do homework, um, supper, and then, and then afterwards we'll just sit down and chill for a little bit. Meaning once you learn each other enough, right. you can depend on each other to the point that we don't have to yell. Meaning it could be in the beginning there was some lack. Or it could be in the beginning there was like I need to express my pains or I need to express my um, grievances to my husband or to my wife and I'm going to do it in a way that's going to show that grievance but you get to a point in the marriage where you understand that he's my wings or she's my wings uh, we're together in this and so therefore we pick up from each other and it doesn't need to be complicated it needs to be open it needs right. to have an open communication right, right. so I, I, I you know th there's a few uh, I don't know, myths but like everyone always says you know there's no such thing as a marriage without fighting without arguing without and and that is true I, and I think even the youngest of child knows that that's true if I were to go to any of my high school boys right now if I were to pull them into this room right now and say to them is there such a thing as a marriage without uh, disagreements without fighting without arguing they'll be like no of course not you know everyone knows that they just don't know what they're talking about <laughs> they don't realize what a disagreement is a disagreement isn't and i remember hearing like things like this and now as a married person i'm like none of that is real like no one's crazy everyone's like you know if your wife is dressed nicely you should comment her and if your husband you know did the floor help them you should compliment him like like and and if you don't then you're gonna get into an argument and everyone always thinks the same thing to them. every single person and i'm myself going, always thought the same thing to myself i'm like yeah 
yeah, okay, I could get into a fight then. Like, yeah, you know, and arguing, yeah, and, and, and I've argued with friends of mine. A fight is having trouble with accepting the other person. A fight is having trouble accepting the other person as they are. Which means, which means, being mochel something you wanted in life, or could mean being mochel something you wanted in life, being mochel what they are not, and, and, and anything in between over there. But the acceptance factor over here is so high. And when you do it, and this is a Rabbi Berkowitz saying, when you do it, he quotes Ramchal on this, but when you do it, it's so beautiful. You fall so much more in connection with that person now. Because, because now you're a, you're a partnership. You're, you're a partnership over there. Now, number one, I think before anything, before we mention accepting the other person, number one, because I, th- I find this to be like one of the main keys, aside from uh, you know these crazy expectations that we walk into a marriage with having, and the continued expectations that you know a 19-year-old girl and a 20-whatever-year-old boy are going to walk into a marriage, and or even older, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter, are going to walk into a marriage, and whatever they wanted at that point in life now is going to be expected that they fulfill for forever. And when they don't, now that's held against them for forever. Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. The ability I, I, to accept a person as they uh, change uh, so, and grow. So I, I just want to say, yes, I think the word expectations is even too small. They've already built in their mind that this person is that. You know, like right. expectations is that I expect you to do this. In their mind, I for some that. odd reason, they think, no, they already have it. Right. You're, um, I heard a great line from Esther Perel. She's a Dr. Esther Perel. Um, she's a phenomenal uh, whatever, therapist, uh, whatever, not for now, but uh, she sent an unbelievable line. She's like, the average person gets married three times over the course of their life. And if you're lucky, it's to the same person. Very good. So, what that, what that, the, the depth of that is, is that you're going to celebrate the fact that this person is not the same person I married. It's not. They're not. They're not going to be. They're not going to be the same person you married. And, 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 and they're going to change so many times. And you're going to lose a spouse and gain a spouse and lose a spouse and gain a spouse. And especially, I can only speak for men, especially if you're a man, it's going to happen without you even realizing it or noticing. There's not going to be any you know, prior notice to this happening. You're going to come home one day and it's a different person. The point is, though, is that what what acceptance is that this relationship comes first, and it's no it's no it's no secret and it's no accident that w- w- they say that the most important things for kids to see are solid parents, the the relationship of the parents to be solid, because then they know they came from a, fa- a solid foundation, whatever it is. But but th- the reason being is that that's how it should be. That relationship should be the. However, there's one caveat over here. If you are not complete and confident within yourself, you are going to take that out on your spouse. You are going to be uh, uh, aiming that and projecting that on to your spouse. You need to know that you are confident in you first. The confident person is very flexible, is very bending, is very able to... The unconfident person is very rigid. Say, yes, yes, yes. Just is, be, be, is, be, is well, to, just, but please, let's be careful with that because people are going to say, well, Yossi Manchushan said that I can't get married until I'm confident. Uh, let's just dispel that. Meaning it would be wonderful if you were... Um, yes, okay. Right. It, 
it right. would be wonderful right. if you were, but there's there's so many people you know what this is the problem this is the problem in general this is the problem in general is that i can't why do people think that because they think and this is everyone single girls single guys all think that marriage is the end game that once that happens all my problems are over now i have a spouse that that's not everything just began you're just building a life now Everything till then was just the training. So I'd like to it talk. It was just training. So, it's just, so I'd like so to talk. So you're never going to be, you, you, what, I'm as confident in me and as comfortable in me as a human being now and my 30s as I was in my, in my 20s. Of course you not. crazy? Right. I'd be a failure as a person. I'm talking about that level that you're able to accept another person. Uh. That level that you're able to be accepting enough of another That's person. That's where I want to which go. should technically be one of the basic levels of confidence. So. <laughs> should be that not everything that person is doing is offending me, is against me. That's just who they are. That's how they are as a person. And I'm accepting that I'm working on So that. now let's take that to the next level, which is that, you see, every seminary girl has been taught this and every yeshiva guy lies that he understands it. And this is the word, ahava. I'm going to get in trouble now. I'm, I'm no, 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 no. I'm not getting in yeah. trouble, which is the famous, I'm gonna. the myth of Melio of giving. Yeah, have. Yeah, you have have, you know, which means to uh, to uh, give. Ahava, the root word is have, which is to give. Which is, you guys will tell you, Mishael's Brachas tells you that have is said by a dog, and the answer is in Hanami, meaning that um, you give and give and give. That's how a dog survives. No, but you give and give and give to the dog, and you end up loving the dog, although the dog is right. giving you nothing back. Meaning that right. a person giving creates love. And so what I th- understand that Yossi is talking about over here and the idea of confidence is that you're going to build that more and more and your wife will build it in you and the husband will build it in the wife. The more and more you start to do this glorious dance of giving, the glorious dance of sacrifice, the glorious connection of the fact that you may have to give up going out with the guys all the time, and she may have to give up. You know, I think one of the most beautiful sounds that humanity has ever heard is the sound of a wife saying to her friend on the phone as her husband walks in, oh, my husband just came home. I'll talk to you later. What a beautiful sound that is. Because the husband knows how much she wants to be on that phone. But right now, all the brakes have been put on all of reality. My husband just walked in. And she comes up to him and she says to him, how was your day? Meaning she just showed to him that I put the brakes, I sacrificed everything that's been going on in my wife. And I'm not saying that every single lady has to do that. That's not it. But what I'm trying to explain is, is that the more that we give, and it goes and it goes both ways. The guy who's sitting at a kiddush with all his oh, friends doesn't send his wife to walk Yossi, home with all five Yossi, kids there, so that he can finish having there his There isn't a bigger boss in the world. Everybody's sitting around like laughing and drinking, and a guy says, "No." He takes his shot glass, he puts it down. He's like, "I had a lachaim, thank you." My wife made an awesome plate, and he tells his kids, "Guys, yeah." He tells his kids, "Stop eating, stop piling up the plate." Mommy made sholent. I have an awesome meal at home, guys. My wife is waiting. I'll see you guys Love later, it. boss. He just literally owned the whole Love room. It. And you'll always have one chenyuk or another like, oh, this guy is... Oh, I'm sorry. All I heard you just say is this guy is happily married because he understands <laughs> how awesome it is to come home to a wife 
who yep. is waiting and to respect the fact that she's waiting and to walk in with that feeling. And to me, an even bigger bosses, he doesn't mm-hmm. even tell her. Meaning he walks into the house and says, good Shabbos, good job. He doesn't say like, oh, you should know all the guys were you know, sitting around and drinking and I left first. No, 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 no. To him, it's obvious. To him, it's that I have the best person right. in my life waiting for me back at home. And so therefore, right. I go and I do that. So, uh, you know, the word sacrifice is wrong because sacrifice makes it sound as if you had something better but I had to sacrifice. That's why I want to use the word giving, right. which means that you have to start to appreciate that she's the best thing in the world for you. And so therefore, of course, I'm going right. to give to her. Like, what's the Shiloh to my kids? Of course, I'm going to give to them. So it builds that. So now, yes, I want to kind of segue. Yes, are you into the five love languages or not so much? I I don't know if you very, very, very. I'm I'm very I'm very into it. Not only because of it, and not only because of what it means in a marriage. I'm very into it in all relationships. I'm very into it because of the next thing that I was going to say. And I'm just going to preface five love languages, and you could go for five love languages. But I I on what you just said is that I'll tell you why I don't like the examples you gave. Is because I is because. I don't like getting specific with examples. And 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 this goes yeah, I, I really I found that this goes no this goes far. Like people are like bring home flowers and bring home Never good. No, there are women that that don't want flowers in their house. They don't. They don't want jewelry. That's a love language actually. They don't they by the way, they don't want gifts at all, right? That's why I said I'm going right. to segue you for yeah, the love yeah. language right now. They don't want get the the concept is, and maybe you don't have to leave that kiddish. Maybe you do have to leave. Maybe she won't hang up the phone. Maybe she will. It goes by the fact of what, not what do I, not what I would love to have happen to me. It's what does that person appreciate? What is that? What is that person going to appreciate over here? How am I going to make them feel a certain way? Now go ahead. Now now uh, now I just wanted to say that because I don't want everyone to to you know every woman to start hanging up a phone and and then her husband doesn't realize she hung up the phone and he's like why did not you finish talking to your sister and she's like what do you mean my husband's home and he's like me totally didn't have to do that <laughs> he's like totally like you know non because sometimes it doesn't mean anything to him you know sometimes it depends on the personality and there and now yeah, see, love language thank you yeah. perfect segue it's one hundred percent right. There's certain wives who would love for you to stick around at the Kiddush because right. in a way that's her love language, which is, I know it sounds a bit counterintuitive, right. but I want to say this though. I do want to say that nobody should feel as if like, man, I married the wrong person because they have the most complicated love languages. There's no such thing. Right. Everybody has their own kind of a love language. Just I want to just give an example from beforehand. Um, I was dealing once with a couple um, here and it was fascinating. The husband would say something to the effect of, um, I just want to come home to like a clean house. And the wife would right. say, well, you know, I give you like a five course meal every single night. And it was fascinating because yep. he was understanding his own love languages and she was sending her own love languages. His love language. And right. I just want to say the, the five love languages, this physical touch which is showing, you know, right. like just, just stop, even like a tap on the shoulder. Then there's acts of service, doing something for somebody else. Then there's quality time, spending time with each other. Words of affirmation, saying beautiful things to each other. And finally, receiving gifts, you know, um, just, just getting gifts from each other. And the cool part of this is, is that for the husband, his own love language was, I believe, acts of service. Meaning that he wanted some, right. he wanted to come home to a clean house. And he said, he's like, I can literally eat Ritz crackers for the rest of my life. I just want to have right. a clean house. And she, now yes, here's the cool part. She said, but I cook you a five-course meal. After discussing, I recognize that 
her love language was actually quality time. She right. cooked those five course meals because he was at work. She was cooking and spending time with him, although he wasn't there. In her mind, wow. she was cooking. He'll love this. He'll love that. She was spending time with him. So he came home. He wanted access. In his mind, right. paying the bills, everything that's acts of service. Why can't you do that? Why can't you get stuff done? And in her mind, she's like, but I was spending time with you. What's wrong with that? And they both come from a perspective which if she would have just done acts of service, which is for him understanding his love language, cleaning up the house, and he would have done something, which is quality time, which is he would just come home to her and say to her something to the effect of, hey, um, let's just hang out tonight on the couch and talk to each other. That would have been perfect for each other. Filling up, and I just want to say one more thing else, we'll jump over to you. This is what um, they refer to in the five love language. It was written by, I, I don't even remember, oh, Dr. Gary Chapman. Um, really an, an incredible insight. That he explained, if you fill up the love language of somebody else and you're filling it with your own love language, not theirs. So I just want to use this as a muscle. Um, Yitzi. Yes, you know my brother-in-law Yitzi. So in my mind, Yitzi is the biggest yet ever. He's mamish yet. He came to Eretz This is back in my days when he came to come and visit, and he rented a minivan for his, you know, for his family. And he called me up. He had a big problem. He went to a gas station, and by mistake, uh, you know, the gas station was like this is the gas station between Yerushalayim and um, and uh, over there in Telstone. You know, that gas station on the side. So it was it was like a long line to get into the gas station. So he he like drove up and he went up to like he saw there was an open gas tank. He showed an open uh, gas pump. He shows up there and he fills it up with gas. He turns on the car. It turns on for about four seconds and it dies. And he realizes he filled up his whole tank from empty to full with diesel. And he needed regular gas. Aye. That was it. He's like, Ari, he called me. He's like, what do I do? I'm like, you go back to America. <laughs> you leave the car there. I, 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 I don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> but in my mind, that's the reality of if you fill up your spouse with acts of service, and her love language is quality time. You filled up a car that needs regular gasoline with diesel. It goes nowhere. They feel unappreciated and you end up in a difficult place. Whereas if you learn their love language, and by the way, it's a fantastic book. You can go online and just figure out. You can take a test very easily to see what your spouse's love language is. You can go and do that and start to pay attention. This is the greatest giving. Yes, I want to go one more step and I'm going to hand it over to you. The more that you give to their love language, the more you're going to love them because now you're giving. You don't have their love language. Their love language is act of service. Mine is quality time, let's right. say. But the more I give and I give, when you don't understand is the more you're going to love them. Hey, everybody. We're going to get right back to our episode in a minute. But I am sitting now with the awesome, the one and only, the Heliga, Reb Nassanel Gans, who is the director, the Awesome Yid of the incredible Yad Laachim. Reb Nassan, how are you? Every, every podcast, you're simply upping what you're saying before my name. That's it. But, but, what's that? but now I'm going to cut you up because I mamish had a machshava going into this concerning this episode. So this episode over here, we call it He Said, She Said. It has a lot to do with Shalom Bias, you know, with having a great marriage. And I was thinking to myself, how, how much would a person pay I don't know, chas v'shalom, therapy, and all these different things, to try to have to make his marriage right when you can do it by giving Yad La'achem, 
for people who come from broken homes, people who unfortunately themselves had to get out of situations which were so terrible, and now they're trying to build a bias Nemon Israel in a new life, how much of a schus would it be for the life of a person himself by giving that same joy to somebody else in Yad La'achem? What do you think? Wow, you mean, you mean like Mida Kenegid Mida? I mean, you know, that's it. Ma, ma hurachum, ma fatarachum. Like, like, just one of these concepts where the Abishta comes through and the Abishta says, I see that you are somebody who has given literally life. Because in Yad Lachem, when you take the wife and children out of a family, they now have to find a new life. They have to go and find a structured life, maybe to find a husband, maybe to for themselves to build a bias, Neman. And what does chus would be for a person? Wow, well, that's a beautiful thought. That's a beautiful thought, and really, that's what happens because when when the woman comes from a broken background, has no life, no family, the biggest joy can be when they actually do get married, do establish a Jewish home, do establish a life and a world together, and it's something you know everyone who's married, obviously, like you said, dreams of pure matrimony, pure harmony in the home, and it. It's a beautiful thought you have to bring that to someone else's house, to bring that to give someone else the opportunity to have a beautiful life. May I should pay a me connected me though. I can't imagine. I can't imagine a bigger schut for uh, for people starting off or anything that, than than something like that. When we starting off, what, 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 what if they're married for a few years? They, they also need sometimes. They're still starting off. <laughs> We're all starting so, off. I mean, you know how 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 amazing would it be to a listener right now? You have a friend who just got married or somebody who's in Shaduchim looking to get married, and you want to do something for a schus for them, you go to saveaworld.org, you give a donation, and you say, this is for the schus, and there's even a place you can go and write it in. This is for a schus of a certain person to find the Shaduch, for somebody to keep Shalom bias, and have in mind the schus of building a bias Naman for somebody who's on the other side of planet Earth, but ultimately who needs this Yeshua, and by way of your money giving it can help them with that, Ultimately, you can find Yeshua inside your own life. Amen ve'amen. Amen ve'amen. Thank you so much. There is a place you give names for tefillah, for tzaddikim, to mekoymus, absolutely, and saveworld.org, and maybe it's close for all people watching. Unreal. Guys, get on that. Rav Nassanel, thank you so much. And now, back to our episode. Go ahead, Yas. Let me hear from you. So, okay, so uh, uh, a few things on it. I, I, I agree to all of it, obviously, but I'm just saying a few things on it. So, um, First of all, what is the killer of all this? And what is the savior of all this? Because this is all nice. This is all perfect. This is exactly what it's about. It's about being invested enough to know the other's language. Now, even people listening right now have certain things in their head. They're listening and they're saying, oh, I wish. And, oh, I should really send this to her. And you're missing something. There is this preconceived notion and expectation that comes before love languages that destroys the entire concept of love languages. And then there is a remedy. So let's go with the preconceived notion that destroys it. So we discussed expectations already, but this is a very specific type of expectation, which is that I've, my spouse knows me. They know I love a clean house when I come home. They know that. So they know that my love language is that act of service, da, 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 and they just don't care to do it. They took a nap instead. Or they this, or they that. They, they, they just don't care to do it. That story you're telling yourself is the killer Very good. of all things love Very language. Very good. The savior of all things love language is getting over yourself, looking at each other, 
in the eye and saying, this is how I feel loved. This is how I do not feel loved. <laughs> this is a, Now, by the way, this goes for whether or not you're talking about a husband and wife, you're talking about a parent and a child, you're talking about a, a, a business associate, you're talking about siblings, you're talking about anyone, anyone in any relationship ever. If you communicate to people, they are more than happy to, to change everything because they do love you. That, that, pre, that, that prerequisite is already there. They just don't know how to show it. And when they show it and it gets messed up every time, they get so frustrated with it. So a, a similar example to what you gave before, I was uh, working with these two people and um, the, the wife was also similar similar thing. She always made sure to have an amazing, amazing dinner when her husband came home. Um, her husband would come home she would, uh, and it wasn't just for him, it was for the whole family, right? She she loved cooking. She loved cooking for the family. And like you said, in her mind all day, it was like, this part of the dish is going to be for Yankee, and this part of the dish is me for my husband, and this part of the, and I know how much they love it. Her husband would come home, grab a bowl, go into all the pots, like, <laughs> dish himself a whole thing of what he called, go into like the den, <laughs> sit on his phone, and, and scarf it down. And she's like, what are you doing? Like, or he would come in and start picking at everything, just picking at everything. She's like, I just made this from for all of us to sit down and that I can present it right and that I can and that I can now she is giving a a a uh, a window into seeing what her love language is. He's giving a window into seeing what his love language is, but until that conversation happens, nothing is gonna change. That conversation is the most important thing ever. We have to stop trying to do everything right. And instead, communicate what it is that we need from each other. If we can put in half the effort into communication that we do into trying to do everything right, we would be golden. Yep. And this goes into all all relationships. How many fathers do I know that say, "My son, da da da"? I'm like, "Did you did, did you talk to him about it? Did you tell him how how much that bothers you?" I'm like, tell me. He knows. He knows, and he does it anyway. I think he does it because he knows. Like we start building up these these volumes of fairy tales in our head that aren't true. And you're right. Sometimes they do know, but they want you to ask for it, so that you make them feel like they are providing you with something, so that they can feel like they're giving. And 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 the cycle goes and goes and goes. So the the destroyer of all things love language is when we say they should have known. They should. And really, this is the destroyer of, of so many things in a relationship is that uh, we tell ourselves these stories that, you know, uh, uh, like you said, you know, we should feel the same way we did at our Shevard like, That's First of all, it's a lie. Second of all, if you do, you're weird. It's a weird thing. That's a weird thing. Yeah, and, and especially since, you see, I believe that sometimes, and I, this is an Einfall I think I came up with in life itself. Life taught me this one. I think love languages change according to whom we're married to meaning that uh, who the girl was beforehand. And this is, I think, the concept of Azer Konegda in a very deep way, which is that whatever it is that you're lacking in being able to give is what your spouse is going to demand. You know, a lot of times, uh, right. you know, because they're, yep. they're going to demand it of you. And Azer Konegda means that they're going to demand of you greatness. They're going to demand of you to be able to give, you know, my wife said to me, I'll, I'll, I'll go personal on this one. My wife said to me that um, before she got married, it could be words of approbation, uh, you know, like saying nice things was a love language. But then she realized I do this for a living. You know, 
I kind of tell people and I have, oh, yeah. and I'm a wordsmith. You know, I can make stuff up. I can express stuff in a certain way. And after a while, it's just like, you do this for a living. So there's almost a lack of genuine speak within it. Although I really genuinely mean it. And people are believing me now. <laughs> I just fooled you, right? I mean, I mean <laughs> right. it's what I do. You know, it's, I, I speak. And so therefore almost a lot of times the lack thereof. Ben Shushan's are terrible at getting things done. You know, I, <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Yossi and I have Truth. spoken about trying to make a podcast for I don't know how many years. And Baruch Hashem, Nachi Gordon called us mm -hmm. up and he's like, look guys, you guys got to make a podcast. I'm like, shine, this guy he thinks he went and created the wheel. Yossi, Yossi <laughs> and I have been trying to do this for a long time. I was like, and? Like, and we can't get anything done because we could talk, but actualizing something, I mean, yeah, I... I downloaded an app for five minutes, Anchor, and said, yes, let's make it. But it didn't go. So acts yeah. of service, you know, getting things done, that's something Ben Shushan meant a lot of times. Pay a bill. Are you kidding me? You know, Hashem will pay my bills for me. <laughs> you know, like certain things like that. And then that all of a sudden, a lot of times will create within your Azer Konegdai a certain thing where she recognizes you have to become bigger in that. Right. You have to come and facilitate that. Right. And then that will all of a sudden become something that they themselves build and that you have to sacrifice and you have to become bigger in. These concepts of five love languages yeah. are beyond just a spouse. It's going to be with your kids. It's going to be with coworkers. It's going to be with so many places. And let's let's leave the whole five love language thing now, yes. And let's just yeah. simply talking about, I don't know, just being happy with your wife and kids. Let's just, so many people are fighting being right. Just being right. Just, 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 just being right in the conversation, right. being right in the argument, everything else that, I've found, at least in my own life, that you have your own misconstrued understandings of things. Ari Ben Shushan I'm talking to. And it should be this way, it should be that way. And you know what? You know, I keep on coming back to this whole thing of being misophonic, of like chewing out loud, where I already told everybody in the first season that, you know, but I want to be happy. You should start out this whole concept just thinking, I want to be happy. I want to be happy with my wife. And just say to her, do you want to be happy? Or say to your husband, don't we just want to be happy? Don't say what happened to us. Don't say that. Life happened to us. Life happened to everybody. And like Yossi said so perfectly, you married the same person a few times. Uh, we hope it's the same person. You know, life threw you curveballs. I started out in Israel. I never thought I'd end up in Los Angeles. Yossi started out in Israel. He never thought he'd end up in Cleveland. Life throws different things at you. Yes, I want to tell you, and this will probably be the last thing because we're already holding within the last few minutes, but I want to tell you a beautiful thought that I heard from YY Jacobson, and then yes, you can you know finish off with your thing. Um, so I just did a Shabbaton recently in Utah, and from the airports to the place we went to was two hours. And I, I was excited because sometimes YY can go for two hours. So I found this share that was two hours. I said, that's it. I'm doing this from the beginning until the end. It was actually, he gave the speech at something I think you were by. It was a certain Shabbaton I think that you were by. And um, he was discussing how difficult it is for certain parents with kids in life. He said over a piece, it's actually this week's parasha. This can be aired later, but we're right now in parasha by Yeshev. Bikesh Yaakov Leshev Beshalva. Yaakov wanted to sit besheket, beshalva. He wanted to sit happily, quietly. Kavtsa alav rigzayshal Yosef right away. The whole agony of Yosef jumped on him. And Rashi explains, based on Chazal's telling us that what he wants, Olam Haba and Olam Haza as well. Reb Y.Y. Jacobson said, this bothered me since I was a kid. 
What Yaakov Avinu couldn't sit down. Every year just wants to sit down for five minutes. You just want to, you don't want to relax. He had Asaph, he had Lavan. He dealt with so much in life. Let him sit down for five minutes. Let him enjoy Yasef. Let him throw around the ball with Yasef a little bit. You have to go and do this. You have to go and kafatz lavrigza shal Yasef. You have to go and do this pain and suffering. Rabbi Y.Y. said it bothered him his whole life until he heard Asicha from Lubavitcher Rebbe. Yasi, get ready for this one. It's unbelievable, this piece. Zok de Helega Lubavitcher Rebbe Shalom Sukhoto Yogonaleinu. He said, everybody's read this Medrash and Rashi wrong all these years. Bikesh Yaakov Leshev Bishalva. Yaakov wanted to sit in tranquility. Ah, said Hashem, you want tranquility? There's only one way to get it. Kavzo love Rizal Yosef. I'm going to throw you a curveball in life. And if you can find harmony with life with that curveball, then just know you're invincible and you'll be absolutely tranquil no matter what gets thrown at you. If you can accept that Hashem will throw you a wife or a husband that you had painted in your mind as if Walt Disney himself drew it for you. A whole new world, right? You thought that you're going to end up with a wife or a husband that was going to be something so incredible, something so perfect. And then all of a sudden, she can't cook as well as you thought. Or she has these moods. Or he comes home angry. He doesn't sing nicely on Shabbos. You, also, you know what kind of a Gehenam it is for my wife? I come from a family, my wife rather, comes from a family of Chazanim. The Deutsches sing wonderfully. Ari Ben Shushan comes along. I'm terrible. She has to put up with that. This is the worst thing ever. But no matter what Hashem throws at us, if we can find tranquility in that by giving, by giving to the other person, by learning their nuances, learning their love languages, and giving to them, then we will be Shalva. Then we will find tranquility in every last right. step of it. Hey, everybody. So thrilled to be doing another season of Two Cents with my brother Yossi. But I got to tell you, there's so much more going on. You need to download that Meaningful Minute app right away ASAP. You got to do this schnell, as they say in Yiddish. You got to do this right away because there's bonus content and there's so much more content that both... Rabbi Yossi and I put up, but there's so much more. I mean, you got to see Rabbi Majeski. I mean, you got to go out there, see Charlie Harari. There's an entire world in that Meaningful Minute app that's going to bring you closer to the Abishta. So please, right now, get that app, download it, and really enjoy becoming so much closer to Hashem. All right, yes, that's what I have to say. Go ahead, finish it off. We have about a minute or two left. Go for you. Right. I, uh, I, I, I don't know if this is cliched or silly. Listen, like I opened up the episode, I'm going to close it. Guys, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> don't. I mean, what, I don't know what I'm talking about. I really don't. You know, I, I, I'm so good. I'm so good with marriage. Trust me. You know, there's a lot better people to be talking to. I, anything I've said till now are things that I've taken and quoting and saying from other people. It's not, you know, within within my realm. There is one thing that I will say from my realm that 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 saved me in a lot of ways especially over covid and and you know the past few years and moving to america something that has really um um changed my life in a lot of ways i and 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 it's really the idea you were just discussing i just use one word for it i like to face specifically i've got personal for a second specifically my relationship with my wife but my relationship with my kids also my relationship with myself 
and if you could do this for yourself, by the way, you will you will be on a great path. My relationship with Hashem, my relationship with Fromkite, my relationship as as a Rebbe, as a, my relationship with my Talmidim, I like to face these things. And this is new for me, so I'm not going to go too deep because I don't even understand it fully. I like to face it with curiosity as opposed to the need for certainty. I have this need to know for certain what this relationship is, how it's going to end up, what's going to happen, what that person's going to do. You got to realize how, how much of a dark cloud you are in your own house when you walk in with the need of certainty in your own house as opposed to the curiosity of what's going on. And really, that's, that's sort of what we lose. That, that first love we have with a person, with anyone, with a child even, when, when they're first around is this nature of curiosity. Who is this kid? What little nuances do they have? Do they smile? Do they cry? Do they this? Do they that? If you could face everything, everything that gets sent, and like you said, it's a perfect thing that every curveball, curveball that gets sent, if you're going to be facing it that way, but, but face it with curiosity. Be like, I wonder. Now, there's a certain level of amuna here, which is that the Rabbani Shalom is sending me this for a reason, and he loves me, and he cares about me. So I'm curious. What is happening here? What is this? So when your spouse does something that you don't like, or when your spouse, you, it's with you face it with a curiosity. Now I'm going to give you two two separate examples that happen over here, that 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 completely change everything. Uh, and it really, I could give you one story that will show you a curious person versus a not. My wife, um, uh, God bless her, um, was driving, and she um, she she hit the back of someone else's car. Hi. Um, the, the kids were driving her crazy. It was a whole thing. But she hit the back of someone else's car. And she was telling me, tell, telling it over to me. She's like, I rear-ended this guy's car. And uh, it was a big pickup truck in Cleveland, Ohio. And she said, this huge guy's tattoos and everything gets out of the car. And she's like, oh, no. This guy, like, rumbles over to her. She, like, lowers her window, like, a little bit. She's freaky out, doesn't know what to do. And he says to her, he's like, are you okay? And she's like, what? He's like, are you okay? Is everything okay? Are you all right? She's like, yeah. He's like, okay, good. And he starts walking away. She's like, where is, is there? He like looks at the back of his truck. He's like, it's all, it's okay. Don't worry about it. And she's like, wait, what about that? She's like, are you okay? And he's like, take a lot more than that to hurt me. Trust me. And he just gets into his car and drives away. And this is a guy who faces life with curiosity. He's a beautiful person. <laughs> he's like, what just happened? Not who, how dear someone, they weren't paying attention. Like they start, you start telling yourself, uh, they weren't paying attention. It's all these drivers that are everywhere on this street, other cars. Like you, you could drive yourself nuts with that. Why? Because your need for certainty was that I'm going to get to work today and not get into an accident. I'm going to get here and this one, and I'm going to get home and everything's going to be clean. I'm going to get home. Now it's never happened once, but you still have that need for certainty. I'm going to get home and the supper's going to I'm going to get, as opposed to walking and being like, I wonder what's going on past this door. I wonder what's happening here with yourself also. You have a negative thought. You have a, a bad feeling. Instead of trying to have the need of certainty, like, no, 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 I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I just need to eat something. I'm going to be okay. I just need to smoke something. I'm going to be okay. I just need to work out. I'm going to be okay. I just need to wake up. I need to take a nap. I'm going to be okay. I need to do something. I'll be okay. Instead of that, you say, what is this? What's happening with me right now? You face it with curiosity. If you can face all your relationships with a certain amount of a curiosity, you, you end up in this place that you're just a student of life. You're just learning from every, and that creates you to always be able to roll with the punches and move with it because 
you're constantly evolving and you're constantly learning and you're constantly growing from that. So to me, the only ending that, that would be on, on a personal note over here in relationships and any of these things would be to face things with curiosity. Very good. Don't have the story of how people should be in your head, whether it's your kids, your in-laws, your, your wife, your parents. Don't talk about how they should be. Face it with your curiosity of who they are. What are they? What is everyone around you? What, what do they need? What can I provide for them? And that's how you finally get to that place of the have, of, of the giving leads you to that deeper love. All right. Shkayach Yas. Beautiful, beautiful ending. Yalla. So, yeah, Rev Berkowitz would always say to us, you're going to have interesting people in your life. And just laugh and say, hmm, what are they about? You know, and that's that idea. Wonderful way to end. Chazako right. Baruch. This has been such a beautiful, beautiful Chazak. podcast. Thank you so much. I'm Ari Ben Shushan. I'm Yassi Ben Shushan, and this has been the Two Cents Podcast. Podcast. Have a great day.